ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you by things that go bump in the night. Um, 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 da, 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! This is Feel Better with the Feel Better Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Phil Better Show. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. Today, I'm being guested with Eva Best, a distant, super distant cousin of the Phil Betters. So I'm going <laughs> to actually hand it off to her. Eva, if you would please introduce yourself. Hi. Um, so very happy to be on the show. Uh, I am here to talk about Insidious, uh, which in my opinion is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, just in general, I'm, um, I'm just a, a young lady who studied, uh, clinical psychology at University of Montreal and in Concordia, and I am currently working as a project manager and director of administration at Startup Fest. Excellent. So you can look at the psychology behind why this movie is so freaking scary. I actually did do a little bit of research about that, um, because I was trying to figure out what it was about it. It was actually a pretty low-budget film um, compared to a lot of other horror films. Um, so I was wondering what made it so scary. Uh, and uh, it's it's an impressive it's an impressive arsenal of techniques that they used. I could, I'll tell you what it's scary. It's, it's something going into your body. That's what's scary. <laughs> that the thing that you can't fight. Something that comes out of nowhere. That what scares me about this movie. But. Then again, uh, who, what do I know? I am not a clinical psychologist. <laughs> I am just a movie buff. That's all I am. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm definitely, like, extremely afraid of ghost movies in general. Like, I'm not really afraid of, you know, gore and stuff like that. Like, it'll make me uncomfortable, but it's not going to make me afraid. Like, a ghost movie is going to make me afraid. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I can't stand any paranormal movies. I rewatched this movie yesterday. Um, before, because I was like, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to watch this movie, and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Be well, well, there's still light out, so I'm not creeped out. No, I'm, <laughs> I was still creeped out. I'm sitting here going, ah, oh, no, no, not that. Okay, no. <laughs> Middle of the day, my windows are open. The lights are all on. Like I have all the lights on for no reason. They're not helping at all. And I'm just like, oh, no, no. Why did I agree yeah. to this? I actually, I saw it in theaters. Uh, when well, it came out, braver than and I am. It, sorry, you were braver than I am. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was at night too. It was after work back in 2010 and uh, or 2011. And um, yeah, no, I I remember like it was it was nighttime uh, when we got out, and I was like with some friends of mine, but that I didn't know very well, and I was really uncomfortable because I felt completely scared like we were just walking in the street and i was like i was tense and you know just uncomfortable just ready for the demon just to pop out from behind someone's head and just look yeah yeah no yeah but that's the weird thing about insidious is that it's not really like it's not the type of movie 
I mean, there are some parts of it, like, say, for example, the tiptoe through the tulips part, that's, like, super scary. And, mm -hmm. and in a way, I find relatable in that, you know, the person's in their home, it's a new home, there's already that, like, discomfort of seeing a new home, you don't really know where you are, and, uh, and then, you know, you see a ghost. But it, what I really loved about the movie in general is that they didn't represent ghosts the way that they're represented in so many other movies. Yeah. Um, and I loved the way that they used makeup as well uh, on, on the people that were in the movie to play the ghost. I find that the, the use of makeup was really different from other movies. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a really smart way of using a small budget to make a really scary and really, you know, not really something that we've seen before type of film. Yeah, it's... At least not for me. Yeah, so... For people who don't know, the budget was only $1.5 which is super small for uh, a movie, the caliber of this movie. But also it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, is that I think it's produced by the same people. It's produced by Blumhouse Productions, which is, they cornered the market on good, scary movies. But it was also yeah. done by, I believe, the s people who did Saw. Either yeah, the that's producers right. Producers of Saw or something along the line. So they are really good. Like Saw was was insanely gory, but it it changed the the horror genre for or the thriller genre at the time it came out. So this this one, like you feel they know exactly what to do and how to use what the materials they have to make a, a low budget film scary as fuck. Yeah. I'm I'm really impressed by them. I, I think they were also they were definitely involved in Saw, and uh, I I actually I, I I expected it to be more gory, but there isn't a drop, you know. Like I mean, there's the handprint of blood, for yeah. example, but it's really not a gory film at all. It's really what I loved about it was that it it became scary purely on atmosphere. They didn't only use jump scares, you know. Um, it was really, uh, I, I feel like it was, it was really well done. And, um, for something that had such a small budget, I was crazy scared. Like, I mean, this is definitely, uh, yeah, this is the scariest, that was the scariest, the, the most scared I've, I've ever been, especially in presence of other adults. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been that scared after a movie. Um, I still like, you know, sometimes, I don't know when I'm feeling, I don't know, scared or something like that, or if it's, like, at night, I'll still, like, remember. You know, like, that scene where they're coming down the stairs or something like that, or they're coming into the, the, the haunted, like, the haunted part of the house, or, like, yeah. the haunted version of the house, and there are, like, those twins. Okay. Or they might be triplets, and all they do for the jump scare, all they do is smile. I, That's all they do. I, ever since uh, The Shining, whenever I see twins or young twins... I'm like, nah, mm -mm. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Like older twins, no problem. It's the young ones, especially if they're female. Nope. Not happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, nah, the, nope, nope, nope. They need to break up. They can't be together. Nope. Yeah, like, they I'm, can't be together. I'm scary because my girlfriend in her family mm -hmm. has a history of twins. Oh, wow. So if, you're going to have creepy little twins someday. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if we, when we decide to have kids, I'm going to have those creepy kids. <laughs> and it's I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm probably gonna dress them up as the twins from uh, The Shining, uh, if yeah, they're female. Sure. Uh, if they're not, then <laughs> thank God. Uh, maybe I'll dress them up as Damien or something like that. But 
No, that this movie they it's also from the makers of Paranormal Activity, so they're really they they got the feeling and how to well Paranormal yeah. Activity was like a like a budget a shoe shoestring budget, um, so they know yeah. they really have the market cornered on the uh, the 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 cheapness, but make it feel like it's a multi billion dollar movie and just everything they use everything perfectly what with the way they need to and oh god it's just creepy yeah it's brilliant i find also that their use of music and sound Mm -hmm. is really brilliant like tiptoe through the tulips you know has that ever been scary was that ever scary before this movie never like i used to I had a boyfriend at that time. I used to go to his place and like they would play tiptoe through the, through the tulips on, on ukulele, you know, and we'd, we'd sing together. I know it's really lame and cute, but it's something that we would do. And then I watched that movie and it was over for me. Like any time I heard tiptoe through tulips, I would like, I would feel that stress and that tension, you know? Yeah. It's a um, movie that can leave you with, um, um, PTSD. It, not as not as serious as I'm like I'm not trying to compare being scared of a a horror movie like some PTSD PTSD things, but like it can leave you with triggers that you get scared. Like I yeah I I have like this is going to be really ridiculous, but I can't watch Dumbo. Oh yeah, Dumbo. Yeah, because of the drunk elephant scene. Oh yeah, it, I remember that scene. It's uh, creepy. It is creepy. It it scared me as a child. So whenever Dumbo go comes on and even to this day i'm like i'm looking away when that scene comes on like i can watch most of the movie but that drunk scene no forget about it and like people mention that scene and i start somewhat getting my heart starts racing a bit for no reason and like this movie just like the the violins that are playing or, yeah. even, the, or even the tubular bells from the exorcist mm-hmm. that just shocks you and you're like like when you hear it, you hear you you picture the house and the the poster of The Exorcist, but you also picture her like creepily climbing down the stairs. This, the, the they know how to get you with just the sound, the music, like you said, playing the uh, playing uh, through the tulips, or just the the violins in this movie because they use violins are very prevalent in the theme. They just mm-hmm. know how to use ev- they use every single little thing to make your make your 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 heart rate go up and get you scared yeah and then they do the jump scare yeah and i find it's like it's also that use of like you know things you've heard before but that have never been connected with these kinds of things I, i i don't completely understand fear like i've never done a lot of research on that but it's it's interesting that you know they can just use so much against you oh yeah um you know, and I mean, the, the, the creators are brilliant. You know, Paranormal Activity, uh, the, the budget was $11,000 USD. Yeah. Um, it's, it's insane. They didn't even use really music uh, at all in that, in, in that movie either. Um, so lots of respect for, for their abilities. And Paranormal Activity also scared the living fuck out of me. Yeah. But... I, I was like, it was not the same as Insidious because Paranormal Activity, I watched it alone at home at night, like an idiot. But like, I also, you know, immediately went online afterwards. I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. <laughs> and like found evidence that it wasn't real. And I was like, fine. You know, it was like, oh, okay, fine. But, you know, Insidious, it was really the imagery that made it 
so scary, and I find it scarier than paranormal activities just because paranormal activity, you can do a search afterwards and see that it's not real, whereas insidious, like those images, like the one that I was mentioning where those girls smile, um, just stay with you. Oh, yeah. No, you it, know? It's, it's insane. Like, just, like, paranormal activity, I didn't feel... I got scared. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It got scared because yeah. I'm like, this isn't a house. These people live here. But because it was yeah. looking through the the cameras, it, mm-hmm. it there was that disconnected. For me, there was a, like a disconnect between uh, the scares. Like, it scared me. I jumped and it freaked me out. And every once in a while, my brain decides to go go off and like, oh, maybe something's gonna pull you under out of the bed because my brain doesn't like me. But. <laughs> When I was watching, I was able to disconnect myself from it because it was just it was like found footage. So I'm like, oh, this is this can't be ready, like real. It's like like the Blair Witch, so it's not real. But Insidious, I'm like, there are demons. There are people who fight it. There, there's enough anecdotal evidence of people being possessed because it does yeah. bring it back to the the possession issue from like The Exorcist, which scare like to this day is one of the scariest movies for me even though i like watching it it's like wow this is really like cheap compared to today's standards but it's still it's just terrifying because it harks back to when you first see this movie when you're a child and you don't know any better so this movie like just is able to grab things from you that scared you in your childhood and bring it fully forward and continue to scare you and embed that fear of being possessed or demons or like that kind of occult stuff into your life. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those, uh, one of those, um, masochistic people that watches like ghost adventures and stuff like that. And like creepy, creepy videos on YouTube. Oh yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really afraid of ghosts. Like that's, that's what gets me. But, um, yeah, I think that you're right. Like in, you know, The Exorcist and even Paranormal Activity, like Paranormal Activity, despite the fact that it is through those those cameras that are so like, you know, they're just surveillance cameras, like things that you can get at Best Buy. The, the quality isn't good, but it, that's, to me, that that's what made it feel so real. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, whereas Insidious, it's, it's, it's it's different, but I find that, you know, with the exorcist insidious and paranormal activity, what they all have in common is that they, like you said, they kind of bring us back to things that scare us as a kid. Um, but they're also things that we can't really control and we don't completely understand. And, and it's just such a murky, I find ghosts and like paranormal, anything really something that's like, is it real? Is it not real? Like is ghost adventures fake? Is it not? I don't know. You know, it's, yeah because everybody has their own um event in their life that something paranormal has happened it could be something small like the keys were over there but now they're over there like did i move it did i not move it i don't remember moving it yeah or the and are those just brain glitches or are those like real paranormal activity and and that's that's the scariest thing i find it kind of reminds me of um of, uh, of Lovecraft, you know, like just that idea of the unknown, like he used a lot of um, kind of very vague imagery in, in what he was writing to really allow you to create your own scary monster or whatever it is. And, um, and I find that, you know, maybe that's what makes the paranormal so scary is that it's like, 
it's it's unclear and we don't know what it looks like. And I find that Insidious actually really capitalized on that in that they they used imagery that was really different for, for term, paranormal activity than than what we're used to seeing, um, whether it be from, you know, other people's accounts of what a ghost looks like or whatever, um, or other movies. Uh, I find that they really kind of went outside of the box. And I think that's what made it so memorable too, you know? Like still to this day, I find Insidious super scary. Oh yeah, no, I like like I said, watching the like at like four o'clock, middle of the day, lights <laughs> open, everything like that, and me, I'm sitting there going, no, I'm I'm getting my my heart's racing a little bit. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why am I so scared of this? And it just builds and builds, and it's the acting's amazing in it. The yeah like like i'm looking at a picture right now um the scene of the boy he's in his in his bed and then off to the left you see the demon completely in shadow and just reaching out with his like clawed uh, clawed hands and i'm like i would be terrified if i walked into my own room and saw that or i walked into my child's room and saw that yeah it's... yeah that would be terrifying absolutely and I mean, also, like, just the the regular, you know, like, the non-necessarily paranormal part of the movie where we're just talking, you know, the way that the, the actors, well, the way that the, the characters interact with each other and, you know, a lot of the, the, uh, the ideas and, and, you know, the situations that the, the family is in are going to connect with a lot of people. Not necessarily because a lot of people have gone through paranormal events, but because, you know, it's that fear of losing a child, um, you know, that fear of not being sure of what's happening to a family member. Uh, it's even the ending, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the father is, the father is haunted too. Yeah. And that feeling of like, it's never going to end and there's, there's nothing I can control. There's nothing I can do to like save myself. I don't really know what I'm getting into. I'm asking these other people to help me, but I don't really understand what their credentials are and I don't really understand what they're doing and I'm just trying to like follow through and help my family as much as I can and it's like even that in and of itself, the way that they made that, the coloring too of all of the scenes, the fact that everything is kind of gray and like, you know, it's a beautiful house, but there's no, you know, there's it's not like colorful. It's it's it, everything is is kind of washed out, yeah. you know, it made everything, even the regular family moments, feel tense. Mm -hmm. Even though there's no tension between the characters, there was this, like, discomfort, you know? Yeah, I got that. I found that that was, I found that that was really interesting, too. They were, the whole thing, I, the whole movie, I, was, I felt tense. There was never a moment of respite. <laughs> yeah, they did that really well. They, they made you sit on pins and needles. Like, you, it starts to move, and you're like, okay, this is cool. And then they just start t slowly turning up the dial, and you just start getting it more and more. Gives you a jump scare, so you're like, okay. Usually after a jump scare, we have a little reprieve. We get a little calmness. No, they just they they do something else. They change the coloring. They they add more stuff, and they're just like, okay, we're gonna keep the knob always at eight. We'll go from eight to eleven all the time. We're never dropping before before below eight because we don't want you. We want your heart rate continually going, and you're like expecting like they take what you're expecting of a horror movie or a paranormal horror movie and they just go this is out we're, we're redefining the genre 
and they did so well because you have Insidious. They spawned like five movies out of the Insidious movies. Yeah. Um, the original so, is like to me still the the king, the yeah. one that scared me the most because it was so new. But yeah. Yeah, so you have Insidious, Chapter 2. So you have the original, you have Chapter 2, Chapter 3, you have The Last Key, and then Chapter 5 is being to be determined, but there's I, I read somewhere that it's a possibility that it's going to be released in 20, 20, 2021, I think. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's it's, a long time. It's, yeah, it's still... Uh, it's still uh, the Last Key just came out this year, earlier this year. Uh <laughs> film was released for and pushed back to January 5th. Yeah, it was released at the beginning of of the year. But mm-hmm. like these movies, they just know what to do. And usually the first one is like the obviously the best and then the second one somewhat good, but these movies know exactly what to do and how to screw with you. And I like the fact that um in this movie and in some of them they go to the astral plane. So they take yeah. it, they they take it from being you can't really fight these things or like the, these demons, these spirits are outside of our control. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go to the astral plane. And no movie's done that really before. And just the mm-hmm. imagery when they go, when uh, Patrick Wilson's ca- uh, character goes to the astral plane and it's very, r- like it's red and black. That's it. And you, <laughs> yeah. just, you just get like this un. Like it's unnerving when they're in that yeah. scene, and you're like, "Wow, this 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 is not normal." And it's like I felt silly at the time for being so creeped out by something like like a scene where there's like obviously a smoke machine and you know stuff like that. But it was really about how you know they kept you in that emptiness and that darkness all the time and it was just you know you're always tense you don't know if you're going to turn around there's going to be nothing or there's going to be something scary and either way it's still tense and it's still um tension inducing because the emptiness in that movie due to the imagery and like the set design and everything like that was still uncomfortable so it's like was really brilliantly done in my opinion really brilliantly done and yeah the astral plane feels so yeah so empty so so disenchanting so you don't know what's around you you don't know what's behind you you can't look around you fast enough and it's it's super uncomfortable oh yeah no and then you had the demon there and then the old lady and like they're like this is what james wan does really well because it's the same thing in the conjuring oh yeah yeah the conjuring is scary too yeah he he directed the conjuring and so like both of these movies and Patrick Wilson is in both of these movies mm-hmm. and they both kind of have like a switch out in it. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, here's you, you, you see the, the, the lipstick demon, the red face demon, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then they switch out and it's like, no, really it's, this is the main baddie in it. And you're like, what, what, yeah. what, what, why are you doing this? And obviously it does lead to, for a sequel. Um, but he's very good at like, you're going down one path and then he he goes you you come to your dead end and you're even scared more you're like wait you were leading us down here and now you're going over here and most movies that try that it fails and it feels cheap or it's like what that was the killer he was yeah. in one scene but like they yeah. he lays enough easter eggs throughout the movie that you should realize like this isn't the main baddie it's over here but he, yeah. the way the movie goes he's making your own brain 
go down that path when he's like, no, we, we should have been on this path the whole time. If you followed my path, you wouldn't have been scared or you would have been less scared. But he's, yeah. he's so good in that last scene where yeah. Patrick Wilson just like puts his hand on his wife's and says, Rena, I'm here. It's like, oh, yeah, oh. something that should be so comforting on paper is just not. Yeah. And you know, I love that. I love that he uses. Yeah, he uses things just like. Just like tiptoe through the tulips, things that we assume that we associate with, you know, like happy feelings, comforting feelings, like time with family, um, you know, things that your close your closest your closest people are going to tell you, and then just turns it into something that has all this subtext, you know, that's like really unnerving. Um, yeah, he's, he's amazing, and I yeah, I definitely find like it's it's really it's, it's always that that unknown that he, he, he keeps you feeling like you don't know what the fuck is going on. You can't explain it. It's something you, you, you don't understand. You've never seen before. And, and there's just, you can't get out of it. He never lets you weasel your way out of that uncomfortable, unknown feeling. It's amazing. Oh, he's great as a director. <laughs> um, I'm just pulling up his uh, stuff here because he's he's done. Okay, he was a writer on Saw, which makes <laughs> sense. He's done a lot of producing. Here we go. Directing credits. Uh, so Saw, he directed Saw. Yeah. Dead Silence, Death Sentence, Insidious, Conjuring, Insidious 2, uh, Furious 7, which was probably one of the better Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, the Conjuring 2. Surprising. Yeah. And Aquaman. And you actually do get a feel because so he's based more in the horror world. And in Aquaman, in one of the scenes, you actually get that uh, from the trailer. You get a moment where there seems to be a, a fear element or mm-hmm. a horror element. And he they've mentioned it because I've, I've been reading up on Aquaman because I'm interested in the movie um, that he did bring. And it was purposeful that he did bring in this fear element into this movie. So he brings that wherever he goes the the darkness if you will <laughs> that he has <laughs> yeah yeah he's amazing i actually just saw that he also did lights out not gonna lie like i know it's not something that everybody talks about but i was i was scared of lights out you know oh that movie <laughs> wait lights out i'm just give me a second because i uh, no, i'm thinking of don't don't breathe but lights out is freaky I, yeah. I have it queued to watch because I've heard nothing but great things about it. Mm-hmm. So I do have it queued. I'm to not watch. giving you any spoilers, but it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's not insidious, but it's like it's definitely scary. I thought it was scary. Oh joy! <laughs> joy. That's that's exactly yeah. what I need. You know, <laughs> more fear. Let's just let's just scare scare the crap out of Phil more. Um, this is the this is the month that I hate the most for movies because I, I have to watch all these horror movies and I'm not a fan of horror movies per se. I, I love slasher. Like, give me Jason, give me Freddy, give me Michael Myers, give me those guys. You know, like I can be, yeah. I can theoretically beat you up. I won't win, but theoretically, there is a slim yeah. possibility. No, the, with ghosts you can't. You you can't. Nope. They get inside you, you're done, or they they take possession of one of like your wife, your girlfriend, or your significant other, and you're like, well, I can't beat the shit out of my significant other. Yeah. But. <sighs> yeah, ghosts are fucking untouchable. They're beyond. You know, it's like there's just nothing you can do, and 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 there it's it's that concept of like 
you know, is this real or am I crazy? And it could be either. You really don't know. Yes. Am I hallucinating? Like, is this, is this, is there, you know, like I, so I, I'm fucking 30, but I still, you know, sometimes feel creeped out in the dark. And, uh, from my, my bedroom, there's like, um, there's a, like, there are hooks for our, our coats and stuff. And sometimes just because of the way the shadows look, it looks like there's somebody standing there. Oh God. And I'd like, I'm like, I know this isn't real. So like now that I'm 30, I don't like hide under my, my, my blankets anymore. Right. But I'll sit up and stare at it until I can really see that it's not there. Oh God. And, and there's always that moment of uncertainty. It's the worst because sometimes I wake up uh, and I'm still through in sleep paralysis and it's the worst feeling of life. Yeah, that's, that's. So for people who don't know, sleep paralysis happens to you when you fall asleep. It's completely normal. It's not an abnormal thing. It just to stop you from rolling all over the place. Your body just like locks all the muscles. Um, That's Mm -hmm. a really basic, (laughs) basic, basic explanation of it. Um, But sometimes you can wake up and you're still in it. So you think you're dreaming because you can't move, but you're fully awake. And so there have been moments I've woken up at my girlfriend's place and she she has like her it's a kind of nearly a one and a half but it's not a one and a half it's really a weird layout but her bathroom is like you can see her her bathroom door and it hits a mirror from her bed and so i'll I'll wake up and there's just enough light that it plays off the mirror Mm -hmm. but then it hits something else and it creates like a like like a demon image because you got yeah because her modem is on the floor and it bl- flashes blue light. So that sh- sends blue light up there. And so I've woken up once or twice in complete sleep paralysis. And I just see this thing. And because like a shadow, like a something moves over the moon or whatever, the sh- it makes it look like it moves. So oh. it's like, it's, it's not oh, standing still. It, it's moving. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, and I can't move. And I'm scared. And I can just move my eyes back and forth. I'm like, it's not real. It's not real. And you look again and it's moved. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then my brain just overreacts mm-hmm. and it start making it move closer. It's not moving at all. There's nothing happening. But my brain has just gone into full panic mode. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, I can't take my eyes off it. And slowly, you know, everything the everything comes back. Your feeling comes back. The sleep paralysis disappears. And I sit up and I'm, I move, I move my my view, and it's completely gone again. And like I've not taken my eyes off of that spot. And I'm like, okay, it's just the shadows playing with my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then it just throws back to my childhood, where uh, my one of my parents' houses had a double basement in essence. It had the okay. main basement you came into, but you could go into the door uh, another through another door, and that had the furnace, the water, uh, the water heater, and and like my dad's workbench, and like it was extra storage. Mm-hmm. But the, that's where it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and letting you know, <laughs> the light switch for the basement was always at the bottom of the stairs. Not at the top oh, of the stairs. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. And no. On, yeah. And on top of it, so the store, the, the storage room, the extra basement part, had a regular closing door. It was a normal closing <laughs> door. But the door to go into the, the main part of the basement where the kids played was like this wooden plank door. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's and with a latch, like a little oh. latch to lock it. And 
I'm like, why is this door like it's already creepy as it is because the stairs are kind of made in the same fashion as the door. So it's creepy. Like it looks like it's a cabin door type thing, but like yeah. it's not a finished door. Like there's like there were like at the bottom, there was a b- giant like triangle hole in it. And I'm like, wow, this door is creepy. Like all, already by itself, it's creepy. There's no light going into it except for the light from the light switch. So like we would leave, leave the light on. And my mom would be like, oh, did you guys, it's night. Uh, did you turn off the light in the basement? No. You have to go <laughs> no, turn it off. No, you do it. <laughs> no, I don't. The light can stay on. I'm quite comfortable <laughs> with the light staying on down there. No, no, you have yeah. to go close. And just the, the this, the, <laughs> just, just thinking about it is freaking me out. Because it's, it, it's, it just brings back, like, I know there's no reason I should be scared of the dark. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm 33 years old. I shouldn't be scared <laughs> of the dark. But just <laughs> just thinking about that, like, having to go down the stairs. Like, I literally walk down the stairs calmly. And I'm like, I, I sometimes I announce. I'm like, bitches, well, monsters, ghosts, you ain't getting me today. It's not happening. And I've then, done that before. And then I would slam the light switch and I would Usain bolt up those stairs and fly like right out the door using my foot to kick the door closed. And my dad would be like, what is wrong with you, child? I know. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. You know, (sighs) 30-year-olds who are still like kind of afraid of the dark but know that they shouldn't. I'm I'm there. It's the worst. You know you shouldn't be scared of the dark. There's no reason to be scared of the dark. But nope. you're scared of the dark. I mean, whatever can kill you in the dark can kill you during the day, too. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> very true. I don't think that's actually very comforting. <laughs> yeah, now, you're, now, now I'm never leaving my house. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to like yeah. huddle myself under my covers all day, it, never leaving. Um, it's actually really it's interesting what you were saying like a little while ago about paralysis. Um, I don't know if, you, if you're down, but I actually, I know a little bit about it from my studies sure. and, uh, actually sleep paralysis, what it is, is, um, it's when you're sleeping. So as you're sleeping, your body does this thing to make sure that your body doesn't continue to move at night so that you don't hurt yourself, mm-hmm. um, where it shuts down the connection between your brain and your, your body movement. And, um, that happens like in the back of your kind of like the back top of your neck. Okay. That's where those areas are. And, uh, and it does this automatically. Everybody does this. I mean, some people still move a little bit while they're sleeping, but it's, uh, it's really dimin- it's, it's not a direct result of what you, what of the imagery and the motor, uh, movements, uh, the movements that you're having while you dream. Um, and so, what sleep paralysis is, is there's this dysfunction um, in that particular part where uh, your, your brain is not good at reigniting that relationship between the brain and the body. And so even though you've woken up, you still have sleep paralysis. Um, and uh, there's actually insane reports about some of the stuff that people see when they're, they're waking up because they're still kind of dreaming. Mm-hmm. And you can really have full-blown hallucinations, like not just, uh, you know, changed reality, kind of like what you were explaining, like, you know, the lighting and whatever. Um, they can really have full-blown hallucinations, and it's the scariest thing because they can't move. So if I understand this correctly, you're telling me that I should have more sleep paralysis events and I'll have better hallucinations instead of taking, like, mushrooms. 
That's right. <laughs> Good to know. And more consistently. Oh, that, that's that's even better, and it doesn't destroy your brain. Um, it. Yeah, no, sleep paralysis is not dangerous. <laughs> uh, it's just really, really scary. It's it can be really scary. Great, just what we need: more fear in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Happy October. <laughs> Happy Scaretober. Um, oh, my God. I, I, I don't understand why, like, going back to Insidious and the craziness, I don't understand why Patrick Wilson wants to be in all these horror movies. I don't know either. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not sure of everything that he's, that he's done, but he's definitely been in a few of my scariest horror movies. And, uh, yeah, he's like... He looks like such a he looks like such a basic white guy. He does. But he he does a really good job, um, you know. And he uh, he does he did a great job in the Insidious series for sure. Oh yeah, no, you know? he was he was great in uh, the Insidious movies. He was great in The Conjuring, playing Ed yeah, Warren. Also, yeah. Oh, that is where I saw his face. Yeah, it's so, true. So he was yeah. in. So I'm looking here. I have I have his list of movies. His first mm-hmm. movie was uh, back in 2001. So he's relatively new to the acting game. He's only been in it for 17 years. Jesus. Um, <laughs> making me feel even older. New. I know, right? So he's like, yeah. My Sister's Wedding, and then Angels in America, great <laughs> TV. Then he was in The Alamo. And then he started with his horror with The Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to oh, Hard... Oh, I remember that. Then he goes to Hard Candy, which is... Um, a teenage girl raids a man's home in order to expose him under suspicion that he's a pedophile. So somewhat scary, um, mm-hmm. but not the normal type of uh, horror movie, but it is thriller. Uh, little Children. What's this? This one is I feel... That the one, that's the one with Ellen Page. I saw that movie. Is it with Ellen Page? Yeah, Hard Candy? Yes, Hard Candy is the one with Ellen Page. I totally saw that movie. That was that was an interesting mindfuck. Yeah. Movie. It was a good mindfuck. Yeah. So he does a lot of work, eh? There's a lot of these years where he's got like three movies going on. Yeah. Like. Oh, look at 2010. He had five. Yeah. 2000. That's that's year of Insidious. Yeah. He. You have um. Uh. You have uh. Barry Monday, The A Team, The Switch, Insidious, Morning Glory. Uh. What's Morning Glory? Uh. It's a drama. An uh, upstart television producer accepts the challenge of reviving a struggling morning TV show. Nah. Not too much, um, but he he's done a lot. Like just looking at some of his movies, like Vanity Fair, Killers Kill, Dead Men Don't Die, um, Running with Scissors, Little Children, which is seems somewhat creepy just from the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like all these movies that really play on the fringe of of like what's kind of acceptable, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he yeah. You know, if you want to see stuff like that, I'm gonna requote Hard Candy. Definitely go back to that. That's a creepy mindfuck of like what's, yeah, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. You don't even know how to feel after that movie. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about after that movie. I don't want to ever talk to anybody ever again. <laughs> I'm going. You don't to... know. You know. You're like, okay, so she's the victim. You know, and she's still definitely like it's definitely horribly wrong but it's it's also crazy what she does mm-hmm. she she's anyway she ellen page is also a mastermind oh yeah she's a, a great actress mm-hmm. um but yeah no this yep. 
he's he's amazing i don't understand why he keeps going back to these horror type movies i i don't th- if i ever became an actor i would stay away from horror unless it was like oh you're gonna be in the freddy the th- uh freddy movies or the jason movies or the halloween movies i'll be like cool that's cool because i can theoretically beat them oh you're gonna be in the next paranormal activity no i'm not nope. <laughs> yeah no Knowing my luck, I wouldn't even be able to watch my own movies. Yeah, you know? I, I I can't watch this. And knowing my luck, I'm going to bring back the entity that we're pretending is on screen back to my place, and it's actually going to happen to me. No, I refuse. Yeah, you know another actor that I really enjoyed uh, that I think is really undermentioned in Insidious is Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. And I think what makes her she's the one who played Elise Rainier. Yes, she's she the, played the like, uh, the, uh, the demonologist the medium. Yeah, and um, what I really appreciated with her, uh, like, with choosing her, with casting her, was um, she she really looks like an innocent little old lady, you know? And I think I think it, like, adds to that that fragility of mm-hmm. the character. Um, she's like, you know, if you saw somebody who looks like that on the street, you'd, like, you'd think to yourself, ah, oh, she's probably, like, a really sweet grandma. No, I'm crossing the street. You know? I'm crossing the street. I've seen too yeah, many horror like, movies where the old lady is the one killing people. I don't trust it. Ah, uh, sorry, what? I've seen too many horror movies <laughs> with the old lady being the killer. Oh man, well, isn't that kind of what happens in Insidious Two? Yes, I haven't yeah. seen Insidious Two uh, in a long time, so I believe it's possible. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the old lady at the end of Insidious Insidious the first one. Yeah, who's uh, haunting Josh? Okay. She's like the main, uh, the main antagonist. Okay. And it's so basic. Like we've all dressed up like that for Halloween. Like, oh, I'm a witch for Halloween. You know, like mm. that's like that's like the ideal basic witch. You know, like I think um, Lindsay Lohan looked like that in Mean Girls when she went to the Halloween party. Like it's you know like it's almost the same outfit. Yeah. But like, there's just something about the scenery and how how they do it in Insidious that is just completely different. It makes this basic image that you've seen over and over just look so much scarier and so much more memorable. Yeah. You know? So creepy. Yeah. I hope these people, like, hear us just, like, bowing down to them and their genius. Don't worry. They're going to be tagged in all the social media and... (laughs) Just the praise that they're getting because they amazing. Patrick Wilson, like you said, Lynn Shay, amazing. Even uh, Rose Byrne. Yeah, Rose Byrne, definitely. I was going to mention her because she's like, she has that like soft face and like just, you know, she seems like such a sweet person. And then she's in this like horrible situation throughout the movie. And you're just, I, I couldn't help but feel so much empathy towards her. And I think that actually sucked me in even more. Yeah. She, she really did. She plays like, you can see the concerned mother with her. Yeah. She plays. Yeah. Like, she has the look for like a mother looking after her child and the fear that she has, uh, for the, uh, her children. Like you actually feel that in the in, in, that she uh she portrays and it's it's amazing and um give her all the credit in the world for being able to play like terrified yeah she 
she does such a good job. She like I'm actually looking at what she's done before, and I didn't realize, but she's in Bridesmaids. She's in Spy. Like this is not a typecast woman at all. No, no, she's. She was. Uh, she's. She can do a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, she is. She uh, was in Troy. She was in Troy. Yeah, she she's done she's done action films. She's done funny stuff. She's done uh, horror movies, like all kinds of things. Yeah, hmm. total badass. She is, all, I'm giving it all to them, all the actors and actresses in, in this in the Insidious movie. They get it because they they're that movie is just freaky. It is, yeah. <laughs> it will forever. I I don't see how I could be more scared by something unless I'm like in some kind of VR horror movie. Then I I think I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, I I don't even think I'll have time to kind of live down how scary that is because I'm just. You know, like I'm seeing the new video games that are coming out on VR, and it makes me feel so old because I'm like, I, I, don't, I literally, I know I can't do it. I can't physically do it and survive. Well, my friends scared the shit out of me. So one of my friends had a, a little VR th- thing for like Chernobyl. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. So I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, I'm not standing up. I'm not stupid. I've seen these movie, these uh, clips on YouTube and that where someone stands up and they come to scare them or they like put something in their way and they f- trip and fall. So I'm sitting on the, on the, f- on, on the couch, have it on. I'm just looking around, checking out Chernobyl. Obviously there's a horror element because there's music in your ears and my friends come out of nowhere and they just grab my shoulders <laughs> At the same time, something jumps up on the screen, and I just let out the highest pitch scream. (laughs) Like you, you thought there was like maybe a ten-year-old girl in the room screaming because of this, and I like I whip off the headset. I'm like, I start cursing at them, but at the same time, I'm like still petrified. Like my adrenaline's up high, my heart rate is going like a thousand beats a minute. I'm like inches from a heart attack, and they're killing themselves laughing. And I finally come down, and I start getting the shakes. I literally had the shakes from the adrenaline high of being scared. And I was like, I oh god, oh god. And I would just walk over, pour myself a very tall glass of alcohol, and I literally downed it right away because I'm like, oh my god, my nerves are sh- my freight. And this was in the middle of summer, nowhere close to Halloween. It's a beautiful sunny day out. But just being in like Chernobyl and you hear all about the horrors of Chernobyl and the, yeah. the there's horror movies about Chernobyl and this and then just like there and then they just scared me. Like they, it was timed perfectly and like I couldn't even hear them com- coming because I had uh, headphones on. So like I was in complete depra- deprivation of sound and that I was like involved in it and I'm like I'm never doing VR again. There was, like, there was someone who actually, like, asked me if I wanted to go and try it for, you know, like, they had one at their house, so I was, like, be free and everything, and, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. No. I think it was at the time when, um, uh, it wasn't, it was either Silent Hill or Resident Evil that had come out. Oh, yeah, no. I was, like, (laughs) fuck that shit. No, no, no. That is not happening. That is not happening. Like, even, like, the old-ass Silent Silent Hill movies, uh, sorry, Silent Hill games and stuff, you know, like, they're they're still scary. And they're boxy, you know, like, you can see the pixels, and yeah. I'm still scared shitless. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, I, I, I guess I don't belong in, like, modern 
modern video gaming because I'm just too I'm too sensitive a creature. Uh, I'll stick I'll stick back with Tetris and Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Pac-Man. Thank you very That's much. That's stress I can handle, you know? Yeah. That's the level of stress I can handle. I don't need to have an EKG every time I have to play a video game now. Like, okay, is your heart strong enough to play this? No, I can tell you right now it's not. We're going to put an EKG. No, I'm telling you. I, I, this is not needed. I'm not playing this game. Like, every game you buy now comes with a doctor. Oh, man, that's intense. It's really hardcore the new things that people are coming out with, you know? Yeah, and the new level of scares. All right, Eva, it's drawing to a close. Do you have Fair enough. anything anything you want to add or promote or talk about before uh, I let you go and I go go hide under my blanket? Um, nothing else to promote. Um, just like, yeah, I'm just really happy that I got to talk about this. Uh, first time I was able to hash, hash out, you know, Insidious and how much it scared me. And um, yeah. I'm I'm really happy I was able to, you know, talk about all the respect that I have for the creators and, and the actors and all of the, the people who worked on the team, including, like, the scene directors and the, also the makeup artists are really badass. Yes. Um, so uh, really huge respect for the whole team for what they did. And um, I got exactly what I paid for. <laughs> I got scared shitless. So... Yeah. Which is what you want in a horror movie. You don't want to come out of there disappointed and not scared. You want to come out yeah. heart racing yep. and petrified. Yeah. Plus, like, you know, going to the movies is so expensive nowadays. It's just like, ugh, $15. $15. I'm getting my money worth. Yeah. I got, I got even more. Best movie ever. Excellent. Eva, you are always welcome to come back on the show whenever you feel like it. Um, Thank you. Open invitation, because uh, I always do enjoy getting the psychological aspect that you, that you have brought on this episode to okay. any type of movie, because you lead at least a bit of credibility to that. I'm somewhat respectable in movies. Um <laughs> Um, so ladies and gentlemen I am of course Phil Better you can find us on all the social medias at Phil Better Show so that's on Instagram on Twitter and on Facebook again a giant thank you to you Ever Best for coming on you were one of the best guests I had hey I made a joke (laughs) woo best ever (laughs) and that is this week's episode thank you again and good night